Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we welcome experts from all backgrounds to have mindful conversations around relevant topics, all timed perfectly to your masking experience. Sit back, apply your favorite mask, and press play. I'm Agat from, from the product development team here at Fresh. Welcome back. And today on the Fresh Take, we welcome back Lara. Lara comes from the UEBT, Union for Ethical Biotrade, which is a nonprofit that works with us here at Fresh. Hi, Lara. Hi, Agat. Thanks for having me back. So in our previous episode, we spoke about how UEBT works with organizations like Fresh to source their ingredients responsibly specifically when it comes to preserving the biodiversity and the environment that these ingredients come from. Today, we're going to continue this conversation around responsible sourcing, but when it comes to the people who are doing the harvest, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we think about, we often in beauty, we think about, well, okay, I, I put this product on my face. Is it natural? Is it going to work? Is it you know, is it a good product and it functions well and the ingredients in it work? But we also have to remember that there are people behind all of these because these are plant-based materials in a lot of these products. There are people that are picking them or growing them and they count on that income for their families. So we at our organization, you know, our nonprofit, we have a, a standard. So it's basically, it's just a set of requirements for companies that are collecting or growing or are sourcing this, these ingredients from nature. And the requirements are basically based on seven principles. Two of them are the ones for biodiversity, but five of them are actually focused on respect for people. And I'll just give you a couple of examples of those. So one of them is focused on fair prices and local development. So for example, if you're sourcing a plant from a community where they're picking it and they're, they're counting on that income, okay, are you paying fair prices for what they're producing? And are you looking at the needs of the community? So does the community have access to clean water? And that isn't impacted by your sourcing of that plant. Maybe you, you know, maybe there's a supplier there to the company that has a processing operation. So looking at, is the community doing well and being paid fairly and have what they need. And so, you know, we're looking at, is the company a good partner to these communities? And these are mostly local communities, smaller scale farms or small scale picking operations in places all over the world and often in really important ecosystems. So that's one example, fair prices and local development.
then there's another of those five principles focused on respect for people that is focused on respect for the rights of workers and communities. So this is where you get into all kinds of criteria about whether or not the rights of the people doing the work, so whether it's a farmer or it's a picker, whether their rights are respected. So for example, are they paid minimum wage if they're paid a wage? And are they are their hours capped at a certain amount so that they, you know, they aren't working, you know, 16-hour days? We have requirements about fair and equal pay between men and women. So for example, one of the criteria we look at in this particular principle is that women are being paid at the same rate for equal work if they're doing equal work. We also have requirements around maternity and pregnancy. So if a woman is picking the the plant material from a farm and she's she's pregnant or she's recently given birth, is she offered flexible working arrangements or flexible hours and private places to express milk if she's a nursing mom. So all of these sort of labor and rights focused criteria are in there. And of course it has, you know, the the very big and important things that we always check for right away that we would call our critical requirements, which are that there's no child labor and there's no forced labor and that they're following international labor conventions. So, you know, things like they're complying with minimum wage. And when I say they, you know, this is often the local supplier operation in these places because, you know, these plants often, they go through a chain. They go from farm to maybe a local processing company to then maybe an exporter until they reach a brand like Fresh. But it's important for the brand to be able to look all the way through, all the way back to that farm or to where those communities, workers, pickers, farmers, etc., and make sure that, that they're being responsible expected. Can you walk us through how you actually work with the companies to ensure that that those changes will be made? Yeah, absolutely. So One of the ways that we work with companies is through a membership program. And it's not the type of membership program where you think, you know, oh, I'm a member of this, you know, club or whatever. But for a company to become a member of our nonprofit, uh, we begin really a partnership together. And that company or brand has to make a commitment that they are going to create a plan for improvement in how they source ingredients from biodiversity, ingredients from nature. And they have to set really meaningful targets. They have to show their progress every year and they have to communicate that progress. And then on top of that, we work with them as a neutral party or, you know, we are a neutral nonprofit organization that can go out with 
them to these farms and fields where these plants are collected, and we look at what's happening there. So we essentially do an inspection. We call it an assessment, but it really is an inspection. And we have trained people, and we go and we interview workers, and we look at how things are grown or collected, and we make sure that the most important requirements are there. But we're also finding out if there are areas that can be improved. So we come back and we share with the company or the brand, okay, well, we we looked at this farm, for example. We looked at your operation where this plant is being collected for your special ingredient that goes into your skincare line. And we saw that these are the areas that can be improved. And so then we... We set out a report and make a plan, and then we go back again. And sometimes if there's some significant improvements that need to be made, we go back right away. And um, But if things are just kind of incrementally being improved and it's small improvements or places where, you know, you can get better, for example, maybe minimum wage is paid to the pickers, but maybe there's an aspiration to progress towards more living wage, right? So that might be something where the company will set a plan for improvement, and then we will go back again maybe in a year and see how it's it's going. And, and that just continues. So it really is about continuous improvement. What are the things that inspire you each day towards a more sustainable future? Well, I have got two kids, and I guess one of the things that inspires me is they seem to be learning more in school these days about nature, biodiversity, the importance of our ecosystems and how we're connected to that, which I think many of us did not learn in school. We, you know, we learned history and we learned biology, but, uh, you know, learning about how bees pollinate our plants and how soil is important, I don't remember learning that. So the fact that kids now know what biodiversity is, and this has come out in the research too, where we've seen that it's the younger generations have more awareness of biodiversity and its importance and that that we should be respecting it and respecting how people are connected to biodiversity. So I think it's watching, you know, kids just understand things more than we ever have. That's what keeps me inspired. And then of course, you know, I I do have a small garden and it always looks so dead in the winter because I live, you know, kind of in the northeast and and then every year it springs back to life and the birds come back from their migratory season and the bees come and it's just like it comes to life again. And so that on a daily basis reminds me that our world, our natural world is really resilient 
and and it will grow if we if we give it love to grow. So that's I think what keeps me inspired. It's, it's so great to hear optimistic thoughts on the future of our planet. Thank you so much for your time, Lara. I've really uh, been enjoying discussing with you about responsible sourcing. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure as well. Thanks for listening to A Fresh Take and indulging in some feel-good beauty for the skin and mind.